Big up Herbless Hut, our proud sponsors of Real Life Curriculum Podcast. Here we have Dr. Seamoss. Dr. Moss. Dr. Moss. Seamoss. Yeah, man. Good stuff, you know. Come hear it like our old song. Feel it like our old song. Can't rest, can't rest, won't rest. Believing in the process. Every day's a progress. Slow steps, I need my own clothes. Lovely stuff. Don't forget to get your Dr. Seamoss. Herbless Hut, I feel that you can. Yeah, man. Ready? Let's do it. Vamos. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Real Life Curriculum Podcast. Today, we're joined by Danny, founder of the Fit and Fierce Accelerator. Thank you for joining. Thank Would you, you like guys. to just tell us a bit about yourself and the Fit and Fierce Accelerator? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I'm also... Kyle's sister. Let's, let's not forget that bit. We forgot to, forgot to shout you <laughs> um, out, but yeah. The, the, the better sibling. <laughs> exactly, you got it. Um, no, so yeah, founder of the Fit and Fierce Accelerator. So I am a, a female weight loss coach um, and I work online globally with women around the world to help them lose up to 20 pounds, get lean, get strong and feel more empowered. So I like to take a, a little bit of a different approach um, as a fitness coach. I'm quite a holistic coach as well. So there's a lot of sort of deeper layers of the work that we do as well. That's the best way to describe it in a nutshell. Thank you. Why is the question? Why, why did you even want to start this up? Good question. It purely just started as a hobby. I did a degree completely irrelevant to the uh, fitness. Um, and to be honest, it was just a passion first. Um, and then I was actually really ironic. I was finishing my last exam at uni and about three days before, I went to an expo you may or may not have heard of called um, Body Power in Birmingham. I met some of my biggest fitness inspos and I was so inspired that I was like, shit, I think this is what I want. I want to do this more than work with uh, young offenders, which is what I planned to do initially. And then I was like, maybe I'll probably just have the cliche time like to sort of think about it whilst I go traveling after uni. And actually that's what happened. And then I kind of took the leap um, in 2017 to start my qualification. So what was the transition like from university to becoming like a, a fitness coach then? Yeah, so transition wise, like to be honest, part of, obvious, part of why I actually planned, like I wanted to do it, but part of me, I guess, due to a little bit of cultural backlash and also just like everybody saying you've done a degree, should you go into this industry? kind of led me to sort of feeling like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do it. I feel like I'm not sure if it's going to work. I think they were self-limiting beliefs that were sort of, at the time, I felt were impinged on me. Now I know, obviously, you know, that's down to sort of my take and my decision to sort of change that. But at the time, that was kind of like leaving me in a crossroads of not knowing what to do. So post-travelling, um, um, came home, was like, do you know what? I'll probably just do this, but I'll do it. I'll, I'll work within the uh, young offenders, like, services and I work or work within that industry for a little while and then I'll do it in a, in a little while so anyway I got so many job rejections because I didn't have as much experience as other people and then I was kind of like shit like maybe this is like the time to sort of take the leap because um, I guess if not now then when and I had so many savings that were just being saved for a rainy day and I was like got to make that investment now so that was when I just sort of took the leap to do it um, and at the time, like, to be honest, like, fitness became, like, a, a huge thing for me because not long after I came back from travelling, I lost my granddad. We were really close with him as well, really close as a family. So it kind of helped me through sort of the early stages of, of like, 
bereavement. Um, but then I also fell into a really big rut myself. So this is kind of where like the holistic layers of my own journey come from. Um, and why like I don't just talk about physical confidence, like I'm all for that, don't get me wrong. But I really like to sort of dive in on the deeper layers of the, of the healing journey because even when I initially first got lean, I was so unhappy inside. So that's kind of like a little bit into the journey in which and how I sort of work with my clients from there. But yeah, transition wise, I guess it was just sort of, it, I felt it was meant to be at the time because I was getting rejections everywhere else. You, you spoke of like getting rejections everywhere else. How do you view those rejections and just rejection in general? Yeah, I think I used to definitely see it in a negative light. Um, in some ways, back then, it kind of fueled me to like push myself further because I was told, like, is it going to be sustainable? I was laughed at for choosing it as a career. I always used to feel like when some of my other friends were sort of talking to their other friends' parents and we were all there, like, it was kind of, um, I guess, I don't want to say looked down on, but it was, it was kind of like, there was no excitement when I was saying I was going to go into that industry. So a lot of that sort of, the combination of that and actually directly being told like, this, this is not going to work, sort of led me to feeling like a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. Also being told and judged for, um, you know, like my physique changing and like when I started to get leaner, obviously developing lean muscle tissue, like people didn't like that. Um, and like, I used to just, it used to start off as me crying then I used to sort of get angry about it. Um, and I guess I used it as my fuel to sort of push me and just sort of stay in my own lane to prove myself like right, basically. But the way I look at it now is that like, I guess going on my own healing journey, like really it's, you know, I guess, you know, it's even like sort of thinking about, was I gonna choose to take advice from somebody who hadn't fulfilled a life that I wanted? Or was I gonna choose to take advice from somebody who has done it and that can actually help me? And like now I sort of look at it as like maybe it was sort of, you know, down to their own sort of their own journeys of maybe not feeling fully happy, um, you know, feeling fulfilled in, within their own lives as well. Maybe that's kind of where the projection sort of came on. And the reason I sort of operate and I think like that is because I used to be like that too. <laughs> you know, I used to be that person that would gossip, that would bitch, you know, uh, you name it, right? Like, um, but I realised later on that that was actually a reflection of my own insecurity. So I guess now... I guess I like to just see see it through the eyes of love and light. So you talk about like you're big on self development and stuff like that. So is there anyone that you look up to in like that kind of uh, like era kind of thing? Like is there anyone you follow? Yeah, definitely. So um, my business coach Vince Del Monte has absolutely transformed my whole entire life. I actually found him from Bedros Koulian, who a lot of people know now. So um, I list started listening to Bedros' podcast back in 2017. Um, and Vince, my coach, is actually coached by B. So that's how I sort of know about him. And that's how I know who he sort of is. And like, he's just like, I mean, I think he's like big outside of fitness now. Like his podcast is blown up like on YouTube. I know that. Yeah, sure. mm. Carl showed me his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, he's yeah. so yeah. real and raw. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Um, so he he was literally like a huge part of what sort of, you know, I mean, I had with the inspos like, you know, um, what, what do you call them? Um, what do you call them? Like Instagram, like people. Like influencers. Influencers. Yeah, 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 I guess some people even call me that right yeah. now. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I used to have influences like that, you know, obviously inspired me. But like on that bigger level to sort of actually make this a reality. Mm. B was the first guy that I used to listen to. Um, and yeah, I actually uh, did a course with him. So I did a crash course with him back in 2020. 
also was told not to do that as well because it was like, oh my God, there's so much money for a week. And I was like, you know, not going to lie, like I was literally, like a lot of people, I was on furlough and I was like, really minimum wage. <laughs> but I was like, I'd, I, had a, I had a bit saved and I was like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I could choose to not to do this and be stuck where I am right now or I can choose to invest in myself. And I think initially part of obviously not doing that came from a place of not feeling worthy. I, I truly believe it. It's like, if you don't see that self-worth in yourself, why would you want to invest? So that was something that used to hold me back in so many ways first. But once I sort of saw the value in the course and actually what it transformed for me, it was a crash course for a week. Mm -hmm. I took action over a month and I gained like, you know, 10 clients in that month. And then I was like, whoa. Um, and then I actually found Vince, um, who coaches FitPros more specifically to sort of develop, you know, their business to, and transition fully online. So he, those two um, played a huge part in, in influencing me. What about Bob Proctor? I can't forget Bob Proctor. He also changed my life. We can't, we can't forget Bob Proctor. But that definitely came at a stage after, a little bit after I sort of started to sort of see the value in investing in myself. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, I joined Vince in June 2020. Uh, so it's nearly been three years now that I've been with him. And in June, in June, in March 2021, um, I'd been reading Bob. So not long after, mm. not long after um, I started with, with um, Vince. Yeah. And sort of obviously Bob's principles talk about, you know, like changing your paradigm, right? Like we're so ingrained, like we have these these patterns and habitual behaviors that are sort of really deep rooted ingrained in us so even things like don't invest in yourself or it's too expensive it's too much money so it's like unlearning all of those patterns to be able to sort of see the, the worth in myself and actually prove myself that like anything is possible like if you just stay on that frequency because frequency is a real thing right energy is a thing so once um, I sort of practice his principles day in, day out, like from that period, eight months later, was able to move out of my mum's house. Um, me and Joe, my boyfriend, we started to rent and then I was able to take my business fully online. So 100% like Bob played a huge impact. Um, one thing I learned on that journey though, is that that, that work is so, it's ongoing. Yeah. Like you have it's to never keep done. doing it, it's mm, never yeah. done. Like I went through a period where I stopped mm. it and I felt like, you know, you think about it, you're changing, you're changing years, you're changing your whole life's worth of like what you've always known. Mm. You can't just expect to like unlearn that in a year. And the same principle goes within the fitness journey, right? So I work with a lot of chronic yo-yo dieters. They've been in and out of their journey a lot of the time because of the deep rooted traumas that they've sort of experienced. Hence why the way I coach is very specific to helping them to sort of understand like, you can't just do it for that short term because you are unlearning these habits that have been there forever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so that kind of went and transitioned over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically like influences for those yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the crash course though that you said that you went to for the week? Yeah. If you didn't go and you listened to whoever it was saying like it's too much money, Yeah. do you think you'd be where you are today? Definitely not. No, definitely not. Because I, I, to be honest, I was trying, even before the lockdown hit, like I was trying to, I was saying that I wanted to go online, but it was a thing I just said, like, you have to obviously, of course you can believe and want 
something, but this is again goes back to Bob Proctor and what he teaches. You have to, once you're on that frequency to believe it, you have to take the aligned action. It doesn't come without that. It's the same, again, going back to weight loss and obviously what I do, it's great saying you want to lose weight, but if you don't take that aligned action, and you know, happen. it's mm. not going to happen. So, you know, when you like first started in the fitness industry, did you ever have any self doubt? Yeah, so much self doubt. Why? Why? And where was it? Where did it come from? Yeah, so like on a deeper level, like kind of links back to what I brief, briefly mentioned earlier, like told by like some of the closest people that I felt were the closest people in my life, like, and it hurt that like, well, first when I posed the idea that I was, I wanted to be a fitness coach, I was like, I, like physically laughed at and like, are you being serious? I thought it was just something that you like to do. Like, how is that gonna work? And I, that just like blew me over straight away. And I was like, whoa, like, and you know, I was I was I was basically pissed off, and I was like, you know, like, if you're not going to support me, then you do you, right? Like, but at the same time, like, that was also a mask for my anger. Like, that was there for so long, so that did create a huge element of doubt into like whether I was actually going to be able to do it, whether I was going to be able to do it sustainably. Then followed by like I say, like, culturally, you know, as a as an Indian female, like it's not really your stereotypical career that you would go into that is expected. And to be honest, like, I would say like as an Indian female, like my parents are pretty westernized, but I still think that, you know, amongst other family members as well, like, um, and, you know, even, you, you know, even my parents were like skeptical about it, right? So it was like, it was sort of ingrained in me to sort of believe like, is this the right decision? Is this going to work? So there was so much self-doubt all the time. Um, and that was until, that only changed until I came across somebody who actually was a walking, talking billboard and actually did what I wanted to do. And that's when I was like, who am I going to take that advice from? Mm. So that was kind of what changed, what, what felt sort of doubtful first. So do you know, even though that, for example, like you've got parents, closest ones to you. Yeah. And I know you said you met someone who, is doing what you wanted to do, but what was it that made you just do it anyway? Like, even though you're getting that doubt and you're getting that sort of, oh, is that the right thing to do? Like, was there anything you were doing personally or is there yeah. anything that got you through to do that? Yeah, definitely. Like, it was, it was a combination of, like, understanding, like, my purpose, vision and goals, which, again, is something I learned from Bob Proctor, but as, you know, like... What, what was, you know, I guess from my own journey and sort of what I experienced through my journey of my weight loss journey and healing, like how that happened for me and how that changed and transformed my life on so many different levels led me to actually understanding like, this is my life's purpose. Like I'm here to serve women through health and wellness and through the means in which, you know, uniquely I, I choose to coach them. So, being, being super clear on like what my purpose on a deeper level is, was the first part. The second part was then just understanding more widely the vision that I wanted to sort of create for that. So like I wanted to impact women globally, not just in the UK. And then I finally did that. And that was really moving and really like emotional, like I guess landmark for me, right? Um, and then, you know, within my own sort of personal goals as well, like what I wanted to sort of create. So. For me, like, you know, seeing uh, my parents separate um, back when I was 17 and just my mum so strongly holding the fort for so long, like, just led me to sort of wanting to be able to give back to her. 
Um, so like part of what I sort of had a personal goal to be able to sort of like pay towards her mortgage. So that was something that I wanted to sort of achieve and just know that like no matter what, like I can always look after her um, because she's gone through a shitload of stuff in her life. And I was like, I want to give back to her and, and be there for her in that sense. Um, and then, you know, Joe, my partner at the time, like, you know, we've been together for nearly 10 years now, but he was also going through a lot. Um, his mental well-being, like, really broke down. And, like, you know, I guess my soulmate, the love of my life, like, seeing him in that place just led me to sort of wanting to sort of take charge of that. And I say take charge, I guess, you know, that has to come from within and him, which he did, and he's healed, and he's in a good place now. But I wanted to be able to sort of support us you know, be there to sort of, like, if, if shit hit the fan, you know, like, if we didn't have my mum's house, like, where, where were we going to go? What were we going to do? Like, so it was really just, like, my driving force to, to get up and, and, and push so that I could create a life that I sort of desired. So speaking on that, creating a life that you desired, what's it like being your own boss and what does your day-to-day, -day, like, routine consist of? Good question. Very loaded question. <laughs> um... You know what, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, like, it's amazing being your own boss, and it so is, but, like, there's, there's so much, like, development you have to do daily to be able to sort of keep that going when things get heavy, when things get rough, and absolutely love it, but um, routine and discipline is a huge element that sort of helped me. So I guess that sort of developed from my own journey in in sort of transforming with the, with the fitness and, and wellness, but... Like I have to, I have implemented like my non-negotiables, like, you know, for me to be able to sort of fill my own cup up because I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of energy on a daily basis, right? Like with, with my clients, like I need to give to myself first. So like things like, you know, I always like to call it my non-negotiables. My, my one thing I have to do as soon as I wake up is, is go, go for my walk. Like not go into that fight or flight mode. Like don't go on social media because that is work for me. Like, don't be answering all my clients' messages because I'm not giving to myself. So I have really strict, like, I have screen time on from, like, 8 p.m. at night till 2 p.m. the next day. Obviously, I do go on Instagram in the morning um, when I'm on my, doing my work block, but I do it on my laptop so I don't get distracted by my phone and just, like, like this. So a lot of it comes down to sort of discipline so that I can lead from the front, I can serve and not get distracted because it's so easy to get distracted on social media. And like, I'm not saying that I never have because I definitely have, but um, you have to keep practicing that each day. And I guess also for me, it's been a billboard for what I do, right? I can't say to somebody like, this is what you need to do if I don't do it. So there's the, the, the combination of the, those sort of tools and, and sort of discipline and routine um, helps to sort of set everything up. And then a lot of the time as well, like I'm a, I'm a real people's person. So in terms of like my work schedule and the way that I work, like apart from when I have calls, which is like early afternoon, sometimes evening, but mostly like afternoon. Um, so I, I like to try and build everything around my life, not, you know, like everywhere. Cause otherwise again, I won't switch off and I won't be able to give to myself. So I try to keep them in the afternoon now. But like, otherwise I like to work in a coffee shop because it just sparks my creativity. You're getting out of home, like, you know, I feel like everyone feels like that. Home, yeah, you yeah. do, you do. And I feel, I feel like after lockdown. You get distracted by the dog, that's why. Uh, yeah, I'm distracted, definitely get distracted by you and mum when I come and see yours now, that's why I can't do it. <laughs> well, I don't even do anything, what do you mean? So yeah, like I just like to sort of be in the zone and coffee shop work. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, all of it goes down to like routine and, and sort of discipline there. Yeah. You know, with the, you say you've got like non-negotiables and like one of them's your morning walk. Do you have more, anything other than that you do like during your day, like any daily habits that yeah. you stick to? Like non-negotiables wise. Yeah. yeah so always, always um, uh, my cold shower. Um, even though we've got the bath, I don't really go in the bath. I'll leave that to Joe. But we've been do- I've been doing the cold shower for about four years. You need to jump um, in the ice bath. So. <laughs> not the bath. That I have no been in the bath. I have been in the bath a few times, but I've not done it. But I just find it just wakes me up and it energises me, right? So that's kind of like my main reason. I guess everyone has their own reasons for doing it. Hmm. Um, and then it's non-negotiable walk. And then the other thing for me is show up as my best self. So do my hair and makeup and actually wear clothes that are not gym related. And the reason I like to do that is because when I lost myself, like I literally just stopped making an effort with everything. Um, and I used to get asked by some of my friends, I don't get it, Danny. Like, why are you so like dressed up? Like you're, you've got a boyfriend. I'm like, my boyfriend is not my identity. That's me. And also it's about how I show up for the best me. So like, I, they, that's a huge non-negotiable like that I have to do now because I just feel at my best self when, like, um, you know, I'm not wearing my... Like, I do love my gym clothes, and I, I do like to wear gym clothes that make me feel empowered as well. But I like to just basically try not to wear gym clothes and just do my hair and makeup rather than just be... Before, when, again, when I lost myself and I was, you know, really low, like, I, it was, like, fight or flight mode activated, roll out... Not even roll out of bed, like, just be in bed, like, working from my phone, scrolling, being triggered by something never making an effort with myself, like wearing loose baggy clothes. So that's been a huge part of being a non-negotiable for me now. The Real Life Curriculum Podcast is now sponsored by Herbalist Hut. Herbalist Hut is an online store that offers 100% high quality organic products. All of the products are ranging from Dr. Mosimos to skincare and everything health related. They are specifically designed to improve your well-being and your health care. In addition to this, they also offer one-to-one consultations that are done by the CEO and founder. If you'd like to find out more, just go down to the Instagram page at Herbalist Hut or go on the website, herbalisthut.co.uk. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. So how do you stay so disciplined with that? Like, what do you do? Like, what is going through your head every day to do them things? Like, what's the goal next, like, yeah. for business-wise and life, like, in the next, say, five years? Yeah, how do I stay disciplined? I think it just comes from the routine, but obviously to build that routine, it's like knowing like what you want. Like for me to operate and for my business to keep rolling, like I have to have those things in place. Otherwise it's just gonna be here, there and everywhere. And I'm not really serving my clients. So I'm not fulfilling my purpose in the best way. Like I'm not actually serving them to the best standard. But in terms of being disciplined every day, like don't get me wrong, like, you know, majority of the time I am. I don't think, um, and obviously that came from falling into that low spurt and rebuilding myself. So it's not just something that happened overnight, like it's been over the course of a good few years now that it's, it's kind of rolled. Um, but that being said, like we all go through, we all go through challenges in life still. You're always gonna hit stones in the road. Like last year was such a big year and I, I hit so many landmarks, but this year, like, you know, I, I guess I explored a, a different sort of side to myself up until I would say from between like September until only like start of April, like as much as I, I was doing a lot of these things still, like I had things that I was going through, like, you know, I guess also a different layer of my healing sort of activated and I did feel like I didn't want to get out of bed. But this is why I have the non-negotiables because even, even though 
you can feel really shitty. You know when it's so ingrained in you to just, like, you're just so used to doing it? It's like, a habit now. Yeah, it's yeah. a habit. So it's like, and it would always change my state in an instant. Mm. So that's kind of like where, like, how to sort of push through when the challenges hit because they are going to hit. And like, you know, part of that, when I wasn't feeling my high self, it was affecting other things like business, my mindset. But also knowing that like, you know, energy will move through and it's it's only a matter of time. Like the energy can't stay, it has to flow, it has to pass. Yeah. This time too shall pass. Um, so yeah, I guess just sort of pushing on and, and tweaking things around it. Mm. Also part of that as well, we're talking about business and stuff as well. So for, I guess for anyone listening, like knowing more on an energetic level, like you've got what's called your masculine energy and your feminine energy and like masculine energy is not ne necessarily me meaning that you're more man or you're more woman, but it's like the different things that sort of help you to sort of embrace and embody those roles. So with the masculine energy, it's like regiment, let's go, let's, let's hit that goal. And then your feminine energy is just being in flow, creative, it's creative state, like dancing, like feeling yourself, like going off the cuff. And I found for me that I was so out of touch with my feminine energy before. Um, so this is something new that I'm sort of exploring to sort of get that mix and be able to sort of understand like, you know, these things happen in life, but you can move through it. But part of obviously being able to sort of have that stress relief is just, you know, like getting in tune with myself through my feminine energy. So there's different sort of things that I'm exploring there right now. Yeah. You touched on um, like bumps in the road, challenges. During your fitness journey, what has been your biggest challenge and how have you overcame it? Oh, that is a good question. Wow, I would say it was actually after I qualified as a fitness coach was when I first fell into a rut. So this is kind of what like led me to, you know, identifying what my purpose was. Um, and basically, like, <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned, but me and Joe, we're both fitness coaches. So we both, you know, not by plan, but we both went into the industry. And um, yeah, like, so at this point, we were together for like five years. And um, basically, like, I was going through a lot of stuff that sort of came up, like from my childhood that was sort of tapping into insecurities and led to me feeling um, like, you know, I guess, what's the word? Like, basically insecure. I guess that's, that's the best way to put it. So insecure in my relationship, like scared that, oh my gosh, we're both in this industry and when Joe coaches women, like what if he finds somebody else? And then it was just like constantly on edge. And I kind of lost a part of myself um, and stopped doing, you know, like fitness in the way that I would before. I gained weight uh, up to like 10 kilos. Um, and I became really anxious to go in the gym. Bear in mind, I worked there. So I used to work there, run classes. Yet I was anxious to go in there. And this was, I started fitness in terms of just starting it as a hobby back in 2015. So this is like a, a few years in, right? And also I was qualified, like I had clients, like people were looking up to me, but I couldn't hold myself together. So in terms of like the challenge that I faced, that was the biggest sort of hurdle there because I lost myself. I didn't even feel confident in the own gym that I worked in at the time and then yeah like I didn't I didn't sort of know who I was anymore and I felt like I lost my identity so that was the biggest challenge I want to go back to you know how you talked about how Vince Del Monte is your coach and how how important is it for 
like an entrepreneur to have like a, a, a mentor in order to progress in life. So important because you think about like the greatest athletes out there, like none of them did it on their own, right? Mm. Think about Kobe, he didn't do it on his own. Like yeah. you, you need that guidance to be able to take you to the next level and push you. It's pushing you and it's, it's connecting you with other people who are playing at a bigger level. So it's helping you to evolve and we're spiritual beings. So we're, you know, we're, we're meant to evolve. We're not meant to stay the same. Like we're supposed to keep growing and thriving. And as a, as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, like I definitely think it's essential because there's things that you can do on your own, but if you want to keep that growth going, if you want to expand for your purpose, for your vision, you need to be able to sort of have that guidance from somebody who's done better than you to help you grow. So it's like, but that being said, as I mentioned earlier, I was that woman that never saw the value in myself first. So I had opportunities to have a coach earlier on, but I didn't do it at first. Why I not? I didn't do it because I think back to it now, it makes sense because I didn't see my own self-worth. So to me, everything was an expense. It goes back to paradigms first. It's an expense, it's an expense, it's too expensive, but it's like, that was all that was fed into my mind as a child, then obviously that's all I'm going to think about, right? If that's mm. the thing that you always hear, parents arguing about money or this is too expensive or it's too scary, like, because it's, I guess, out of the ordinary, you know, it's, you know, part of obviously being an entrepreneur and a solopreneur anyway is, is not being in a box, right? And working for somebody else. So it's like, if you're in that, if you're kind of trying to get yourself out of that, but you're being surrounded by the, the voices that are telling you to stay in it, then their fear is they're going to project on you. So that sort of stopped, that stopped me first. And then part of the second layer of that was not basically not seeing the importance in my own, val like the, the value in, in me, like investing in me, like that I am worth it, that if I want to create this, like it's going to help me, like that it's going to create a community, like I'm going to be around like-minded people. Like at the time I didn't feel like I was. And I think a lot of that was also being elevated because of what I was attracting to what I was focusing on. So at first, I didn't see, you know, the importance in it, but I think that that came down massively to not seeing the value in myself. Um, and until that started to change and I started to practice self-development, you know, listen to podcasts like B was the first guy whose podcast I ever listened to, um, that changed. Do you know, on a personal level now, like without <clears throat> separating business, what would you say your goal is for, let's say the next five years? The next five years? Separate out of business, so. Personal goals, just personal. Personal goals, so um, me and Joe traveled in Southeast Asia five years ago, <clears throat> and we just absolutely fell in love with Bali. Like, and I don't think there's a single day since we've come back <laughs> that we've never spoken about it. So our goal for a long time, part of us taking our businesses online is that we're, we're gonna move abroad. So that is our intention at the end of this year, if not the start of early next year, but we are, we are going to Bali in September to go and visit and get all the planning underway. So that's a huge, huge goal for me. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like I'm trying, I was about to say something business related then, but you said <laughs> personal, so I gotta, got um, I guess on a personal level, like uh, the more and more like I've started to, I know I've spoken about it a few times, but sort of through my own journey in holistic health, like, I do feel that, I guess, again, it's going back to my purpose, but 
it's a huge part of my life. Like I feel like there's there's a there's a high chance that things I don't know may take a a diverge divergent. Is that the right word? <laughs> like I'm not not like fully. Like I still want to be a fitness coach, but I want to sort of expand my horizons within. I'm not 100% sure what, but... Something different. Something, yeah, yeah, something along the lines of, like, for example, I've been looking at Reiki courses recently, so I'm not sure if that's what I feel fully attuned to doing right now, but I know, like, I, I talk so much about the deeper layers and it's developing that self-awareness. Maybe even Bob Proctor's work, he has, like, like the certifications you can do there as well, like mm. paradigms, because I changed my own paradigm. So I guess... Maybe some sort of means of like life coaching. Do you have any other hobbies bar fitness? Just I don't even know. I'm your brother. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I've actually just started pole um, in, the, in the last three weeks. What? Yeah. Pole dancing. Yeah, yeah. Just started pole. You really? can't laugh. No, oh, you can't laugh. You've got to be open minded. No, no, of course, yeah, man. No, it's Boy. really empowering. But like I was saying to you guys just before, like um, getting in touch with my feminine flow. A lot of that being in your divine feminine flow is about dance and a, a lot for women like when women store trauma or stress like they store it in the hips so just movement like dancing or just being like in eloquent flow like you know yesterday I went to the pole class and like we were doing like a spinning movement on the pole so yeah like that's something new that I'm, I'm actually exploring now and she used to get ball you know is it yeah are you still up ball, ball, yeah. Ball. <laughs> yeah I did yeah. literally cut. I was with all the boys <laughs> She had one remove you just to drag back in. I was really, I was really sad when they told me I had to leave the the uh, the boys team and I had to go because it was it was time so is that to range go. Is that half at Rangers? <laughs> yeah. all, all Actually was, yeah. yeah she's at half with Where'd you go? Was, Ashford Ashford the amateurs. Really. Yeah, that was the girls and then it got folded and then that was that was the end of the era. Not getting back into it. No. <laughs> I have my one signature skill here and there, like when when it's summer and if, if uh, Kyle and my other cousin are kicking ball, like we'll, I'll get involved, but only for five minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of a new thing that I'm exploring really. Um, and then travel. Yeah. So like being taking my business fully online sort of gave me that leeway to sort of do that last year, like a few times, um, which was really nice. And then obviously we're planning to move this year. So the last half of the year once my cut's finished because we're deep into a cut right now like um, that is yeah that's the goal you're talking about cut how important is nutrition for for you in general for me in general massively important like because what you put into your body like plays a huge impact on your energy and how you feel so I do like to mainly keep with functional foods I mean don't get me wrong like I, I, I like to eat a few other things outside of that but you know, like, I do feel like it, it plays an impact, like, when, yeah. I, when I move away from, like, what I usually would have, and it makes me feel a bit sluggish, so, yeah, it definitely plays a huge part in how you feel, and, like, your energy, and, yeah. Cool, so, uh, as always, I always like to end this podcast with a question, so, what's the biggest life lesson you've taken from your own life? I feel like it's so weird you asking me this, because of my <laughs> brother. <laughs> what is the biggest life lesson you've took from your own life wow that is a, a question Ooh. you can choose to rewrite your story no matter what you go through like 
if you experience or you've experienced traumas or hardship, it's a choice for you to actually choose to move out of it. And you know, like you can either choose to continue like living that paradigm and letting that dictate your whole life, or you can choose to make the decision to change it because especially in the Western world, we all have enough access to be able to do that. You just gotta get resourceful. Look at that. Thank you. Very nice. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, big shout out to Leicester Podcast Studio. Another session. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And, and big comment. up to our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even finish, yeah. And big up to our sponsors, Herbless Hook. Make sure you check out the website. Couldn't get my words out there. Make sure you check out the website. Can't rest, can't rest, won't rest, believing in the process. Every day's a progress, slow steps, I need my own clothes next to